You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now into a live service. Now, in the 22nd verse of Mark 11, we're going to be dealing this whole week on the gift of faith. Why am I dealing with this? So, let me see them hands again. You're tired of money lacking and tired of finances being tight. There is something in the gift of faith that will release financial blessing. How many are tired of when you're ready to run and do something, your body fails you and you're tired of battling off sicknesses and diseases? There's something in the gift of faith that will heal you. How many are tired of your family being caught up and jacked up by the devil? in every area and you want to see your family blessed you want to see them set free there's something in what I'm going to teach you this week from the gift of faith that'll touch your family and deliver them from the hand of the devil I'm telling you you might as well get happy now because we're going to get everything God has for us come on shout hallelujah Mark chapter 11 verse 22 Jesus answering said unto them have faith in God that's King James the original translation the Septuagint it says have the faith of God not your faith God's faith in you which means there has to be a way that God gets that faith into you for you to have his faith well in Romans the Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith Lift your hand and say, I already have a measure in me. Believers have it. Sinners have it. Lift your hand. Thank God there's a measure of faith that is in you. It's in you right now. And it's working right now. God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Do you believe that? That's the word of God. Right now as you're hearing the word, the Bible says in Romans 10, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does God deal that measure of faith to you? He gives it to you by the hearing of the word. That's why you need to get in this meeting this week because the more you get, the stronger you'll get. The more that you hear it, the stronger your faith will become. Someone said, but I could do laundry this week. Leave it in a pile. It's all right. It will be fine. It may get up and walk away, but it's okay. Don't worry about something. I got to go shopping this week. Believe it's a fast and leave your eating teeth at home and come to church. Amen. What we're talking about is positioning ourselves for the gift of faith to work. How many want the gift of faith to work in you? And so God deals every man a measure of faith, but it comes by the hearing of the word of God. There are four examples of faith in your Bible. The first is what we call saving faith. Romans uh, Again, the Bible says in the 10th chapter, the 8th verse, but what saith it? In other words, what is the word telling us? What saith it? The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. Then again in Corinthians, the Bible says God has chosen the foolishness of preaching. I don't know why that he picked a foolish brother Huffton. I don't know why he picked a foolish brother Shuttlesworth, but he chose preachers. 
to be a channel for the faith to come into you by the hearing of the word of God. Are you listening to me? Basically, we're just newspaper boys delivering the paper. Are you hearing me? And that is our job. I used to be a newspaper boy. I'd get up every morning at four in the morning and I would get my clothes on. I, I wasn't too bright. I confess to you, my dear brother, I wasn't as smart as I could have been. Instead of having a summer newspaper route, I took the winter one so I could play baseball in the summer. So here I am. I'm putting on two pairs of socks. I'm putting on heavy corduroy pants. I'm putting on my jacket. I get a pair of needle nose pliers. That was to cut the wire that they would band the papers up in. And I ride down to Main Street in the town we live. And it's 4.30 and I'm waiting for the paper truck to come from the press. Here he comes in that little red truck. And he wasn't very nice about it. There would be slush and snow. He just pitched bags of newspapers out and I felt bad for the other newspaper boys that weren't there before me because their papers were wet. Mine I'd catch in the air and lay on top of theirs. Amen. <laughs> then I'd snip the wire and you roll the paper and I'd put it in the bag until I had the amount that I needed for my route and then I'd take off. And my first delivery was number six Main Street right there in Charmanstown. And the neighbor that I'm delivering to had a bulldog. And that bulldog had made it up in his mind that his owner was not going to read the Patriot News that morning or any other morning. And here I come, even though it's cold and icy and snowy, the bulldog, he's standing there waiting. And it's too far to throw it all the way to the porch. And I'm not going through the gate into the yard to lay it up on the, uh, the porch or in the door. And that bulldog, he's not letting me go. And I whip it as hard as I can. He takes off running, gets it, and chews it up. I'm not throwing another one. I went on and delivered my route. That Saturday when you collect your fees, uh, I went and the man's out in the yard and I said, I'm here, uh, you know, to get the payment for the paper. And he said, uh, I'm not giving you anything. You never delivered the paper one time this week. I said, sir, I did, but your dog ate it. <laughs> he didn't believe me. So I didn't get paid. I was out five papers out of my profit. I only made a dollar and a quarter a week on that route. And there's 25 cents gone just like that. So I tell my dad, I said, Dad, there's a bulldog. And my dad looks at me like, is this the greatest challenge in your life right now, son? A bulldog? So I'm telling him. And he said, son, let me tell you something about those dogs. They never give up. He said, well, let me tell you a secret. He said, don't tell your mother I told you. But if you go in her refrigerator and get some of that real lemon juice concentrate and get your squirt gun out for that you have in the summer and put some of that concentrate in the squirt gun, if you will, when you go to deliver the paper, give him a couple squirts in the nose and he'll leave you alone. Problem solved. Thank God for fathers. Father's Day is coming up. My father's in heaven. But I may take a squirt gun to the grave. Amen. <laughs> so I'm ready. I get to number six Main Street, Charmanstown. There's the dog. But see, I'm not going to open the gate and squirt him. I'm going to squirt him from the other side of the gate. That's called intelligence. Amen. <laughs> so I gave him a couple squirts. He licked his face. <sighs> he wants more. 
I have found the one bulldog that loves lemon juice. So I delivered the rest of the route and I tell dad. Dad said, well, don't tell your mother. I don't know what it was. My dad was six foot one. My mother's four foot 11. But in our house, he always said, don't tell your mother. She was a little lady. We thought maybe she was a leprechaun. She was part Irish. Amen. Just a little woman. Don't tell. He said, but if you take a little ammonia and mix it with water and put it in your squirt gun, the dog will leave you alone. So the next day, I'm packing. Ammonia mixed with water. I'm going to bleach him. And I get there, and here he comes. And I give a squirt at him, and it doesn't phase him. He just starts growling. I said, fine, here's your paper. Have a good breakfast. I just gave him the paper. And eventually, that man dropped me. I lost him on my paper route. But one day when I was older, I was only maybe, I don't know how old I was then, three, whatever age I was. <laughs> I was in school, so I had to be more than three. But one day I was praying over this verse. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God or have the faith of God. I heard the Lord say to me, you need to have bulldog faith. You need to have bulldog faith. I knew instantly what he was talking about. The bulldog that would not allow anything to come around his owner, the home, the yard. He made sure that nothing got by him. And the Lord said to me, you need to have bulldog faith. Now that devil, and I hate to compare myself to the devil, he may try to put lemon juice in your face and ammonia and every other trick in the book. But the thing is, the Bible says nothing by any means shall harm you. Every time the devil comes against you, you already have the victory. In one hand, you have the shield of faith. In the other hand, you have the Bible says the sword of the spirit. And you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one? Are you getting this in your spirit? There's nothing that can happen to you that God can't do something about it. He's ever working in your life right now. Jesus Christ is powerful to deliver and to save and to help and to heal and you need to begin to think like this. Enough is enough. I'm not going to be broke. I'm not going to have lack. I'm not going to be sick. I'm not going to go with the report that I'll always have this in my blood. Amen. You're saying enough is enough. The devil's got to loose here. Amen. You're being like a bulldog. You say, I'm not moving until the devil takes his mess and goes somewhere else. Are you getting it with me this morning? I'm talking about a new breed of Christian that God has raised up in this last hour that has declared, I will not be moved from where God has placed me. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. I said the devil is a liar. Come on, shout hallelujah. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ, our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world and no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this 
Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.